Blog Talk Radio. Another prior edition of John Party when it was Papa Dee. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And happy Friday. Ooh, how you doing, Kettle? Not too bad. How about you, Papa and Red Wine? How y'all doing? Everything is cool. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Everything is everything. All right. All right. What's up for the night? Hey, look, it's the last Friday in a month. We about to get it in. <laughs> yeah, almost Halloween, right? <laughs> hey. <Ooh. laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, real good. You going trick or treating, Papa Didi? No, them days are gone. <laughs> Nowadays, you got yeah, enough I fear. I used to be. No, you got enough fright nights every night of the week. That's well, true. I think I'm going to get me a costume and go out and get me some candy. <laughs> okay. What the heck? I'd rather go out and get me a costume with some uh, and go get me a cocktail. That's what I'd rather do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thought. Go door to door with a cup. Uh-huh. Trick or treat. I'm looking for cocktails. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Be surprised. Hey, we can start a whole new trend. Cocktail trick or treat. Okay. okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> we'll take cans and bottles. If it's pre mixed, you can keep it. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What you cooking up in there, but if it's in a bottle or a can, I'll put it in my little bucket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What you think, Papa? We can go out and do that? Cocktail trick-or-treat? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll put the word out this year and get a trend going for next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Papa mm-hmm. Didi. What's your uh, opening topic for tonight? What's going on? Well, I, I saw a clip today on your girl again. Uh, what's her name? Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, boy. And she was <laughs> okay. saying how, it got me how she was saying that that she's number three on the bestsellers list or something to that effect and was acting like, that was her, you know, her a goal or something like that. And I'm trying to figure out when you 
when you're writing about something that's got to do with your life, why are you talking like it's some, why are you talking like it's some kind of good book or something? You know what I mean? When it's already controversial as hell, and it's it's really a memoir. It really has nothing to do with uh, you know satisfying anybody's mind or anybody's yeah. reading pleasure. And it was controversial as hell, and it was all, you know, yoke dope and everything else. I mean, my opinion, of course, you know, but uh, what do you think about her bragging about number three on the bestsellers list like she's fucking Stephen King or somebody? <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not... And I'm not I'm not going after the sympathy level. I'm not I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to tamper her. I mean, not me anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. what y'all view is and y'all opinion is y'all business, but I'm not I'm just not I'm not tampering because I'm not trying to be pro anything on a situation when it comes to somebody's life. You know what I mean? Because I still yet to hear about Will Smith and you can't keep dominating the boards like you're in control of somebody of who's obviously been making all the money you know well i'll jump in and say i i feel like in a way it's like when you see people capitalize and monetize a tragedy you know like when you see mass shootings for example and then people come out real quick with the t-shirts and uh, other paraphernalia, and they're making money off of this stuff. But it's supposed to be about the issue, but yet they're selling the products and all, and then it becomes for them about how much product did you move. I feel like now you're making money off of the tragedy. And frankly, from what I have heard of their relationship, it's a tragedy. Yeah, what I see, I don't know what really happened between them, but what I've heard and read, it's a tragedy. And I feel like now she's making money off of the tragedy. So I feel like right now you're capitalizing off the tragedy. Mm-hmm. So for her to be talking about, oh, I'm I'm number three, you know, I think the first week it came out, it was number one. Now it's down to number three, maybe because Brittany put her stuff out. And Britney was number one for a minute. So everything new usually hits the number one spot. So Jada's, you know, out here celebrating. I'm still up in the high ranks. But I feel like you're just capitalizing on a tragedy. And in my opinion, that's not cool. Uh, that's just my opinion. What you think, Kevin? Um, a few things on that. Well, Will Smith... Um, He's come back. I've seen several uh, places where he's come back, and he said that he was tired of trying to make you happy, which is Jada. And, you know, he's like, he's just fed up. So that's, I think that's why he has ventured out to do his own thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, he has a, um, I just uh, found out he has a podcast um, called Podcast 88. He goes back to that era and talks about that. Um he says three years in the making, so I mean, and he's traveling a lot, um, so you know, he, who knows? I think eventually things will separate. But um, that was a good segue about Britney Spears. Now it's two different types of people. Jada Pinkett and Britney Spears are two types of people. Britney Spears, she needs help, 
And her writing this memoir, I think that um, she is really, this this is the last straw. She is really calling out for help. She may be the bestseller, number one, whatever, of all the money in the world, but she's not happy. And Jada Pickett. Not at all. Oh, oh, she, she, she seems like she's riding on, um, riding on his way, and she's gonna continue on it. You know, yeah. so that's a difference. Maybe she don't, she don't need it. She feels as if she don't need any help. <laughs> but when she, you, you know, mess up somebody else's life, um, that, that's a lot. I mean, maybe, you know, like Black China. Black China, she put in her mind that she wanted to come to Hollywood to become famous, and she did that. But now she's, you know, treading water. She's going back. But she's, you know, she's selling this and selling that. You know, I'm a broke. But uh-huh. know, she's riding that wave. So Jada, she's riding the wave. You know. It's going to be interesting to see what once Will says enough is enough and he's gone. Um, you know, I did see yeah. uh, last note that uh, he claimed he didn't want to divorce her because of the money. You know, I guess he's going to get half of what, you know, what he had. So, they didn't have a prenup. So, yeah, I don't that know how, how much that is true. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that much is true, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy and pretty sad because you can't. I, I think, you know, and, and my, my opinion on it, too, is the fact that I think that it's become a point where with, with Jada – in my opinion, I just think that she's a, with the kids being involved, now that she got a couple kids by him, it's just become a modern day case of gold digging, in my opinion, that people think mm-hmm. that it's, that it's uh, undercover because it's a marriage involved for a long time and all that shit. But I just kind of feel like, you know, I don't want a divorce, yeah, because you don't want to unravel the gift that you know you have. Because mm-hmm. even though you yeah. take half of that, I mean, half of that to go where? Because, see, they're both in the same industry, you know? Right. And once they mm-hmm. get out there like that, you know, you both are still pumping gas. It's like one's pumping Exxon, the other one's pumping fucking mobile, you know? So they're both pumping mm-hmm. gas, and people are always going to judge them about who's pumping the best gas because they're both in the same mm-hmm. in- industry. And that's why I think mm-hmm. Jada is holding fast on jumping off that ship because, you know, it's going to affect her. And and I think she knows mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, Will would win because Will has mm-hmm. just more camaraderie when it comes to people, always has. And Jada's trying to play catch up. And like I said, I'm going to go on with this, with, with, with one of the segments about her and uh, Willow, mm-hmm. you know, because I really feel like there's some friction there. I really, I really do. Because one mm-hmm. can't understand the other. And, but I also mm-hmm. think that there is a negative connotation with being an ex. You know, when you think about mm-hmm. it, an ex means you've been discarded. You've been kicked to the curb. Mm-hmm. You're the one that mm-hmm. used to be hey, well, she in, already put that in out the there. primary yeah. position. No, I'm just saying, when you get divorced, now you're the ex. And some people cannot handle no, she, being No, she cannot ex. handle that, no. Whether it's him, her, or both Mm-mm. of them. Anybody still, else. Anybody else. It puts you we'll... in that position yeah. of you're the ex. You're the discarded one. Mm-hmm. You're the one that used to be all of that. 
And for some people, they have a hard time dealing with being the ex. Right. And like what you said, Cattle, if, if it comes down to she's entitled to half, Talk maybe Will is like, I ain't trying to do that just now. Yeah, so if we stay legally married, you're not entitled to anything yeah, right bro. about now. I'd give her so half and keep just, it moving. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's your opinion. Some people half. feel like I'd rather just... We can still be separated but together, and then I don't owe you 50% of anything. As long as your day-to-day needs are being met, you straight, I'm straight, we straight. Just saying. All right, well, we kicked that, we kicked that can around. All right, all right, we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to the, uh, to, the, to the rundown. All right, Kettle, what's on the docket for tonight? What you got? Okay. Our in focus tonight, Republican Mike Johnson, elected Speaker of the House. Also, black man killed by police in Georgia. And massive search for suspect and killing of 18 people in Maine. Also, our cocktail of the week, the zombie crush. What's popping with Papa Didi? He's going to get back into Jada again, I guess. Our weird news, of course, we have to lighten it up. Utah man ordered to remove Halloween display. Also, scientists are uh, reanimating spider corpse for research. And man has hospitalized after three-day erection. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, don't overstay. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up tonight. Kiss the list and the last word. So sit back, relax, favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite Pajama Party crew wherever you get your podcast, because we are everywhere. All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for In Focus, and I've got the first one. I want to talk about this new Speaker of the House. They finally, after three weeks, they finally, the Republicans, got it together. And they went and uh, voted this guy, Mike Johnson, that nobody ever heard of. He's now been elected. Speaker of the House. After three weeks without a speaker, the House voted Wednesday to elect Republican uh, Mike Johnson, and he's from Louisiana, uh, 4th District. Johnson secured the gavel without losing any Republican votes. So I guess the Republicans got together and said enough is enough. He got uh, 220 votes, which is what he needed. Uh, for him, and there were 209 votes for House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, who's a black Democrat. So who is this guy, Mike Johnson? Turns out he's a Trump ally. Johnson was one of the key congressional figures 
in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election for Trump. I don't know if y'all knew that or not, because this guy has been like in the shadows. Like I said, nobody even knows him, really. But he sent an email from his personal email account back in 2020 to every House Republican soliciting signatures for an amicus brief in the long-shot Texas lawsuit seeking to invalidate the electoral college votes from multiple states. That's what he was doing in 2020. Now he's facing uh, all kind of pressing issues, including a potential government shutdown. Now you know the, the last temporary funding that the government was given is set to expire November 17th. That's like the middle of next month. And the Republican-controlled House is going to have to work with the Democratic-led Senate to avoid a shutdown. And lawmakers are going to have to also consider that there's a request for aid to the Ukraine for their ongoing war, aid to Israel for their ongoing war. And this guy, Mike, is pushing for what he calls an aggressive schedule. Johnson has also uh, said that he's been following the victory that the House will move swiftly on several legislations, including or alluding to a GOP infighting that paralyzed the House for the last three weeks. So in the very first vote under his speakership, House lawmakers passed a resolution in support of Israel with bipartisan votes. Now, this guy, like I said, he's from Louisiana, District 4, which is coming out of Shreveport. He's 51 years old, and he won his final vote without any Republican dissent, but it's still a controversial pick nonetheless. Now, before entering Congress, let's go back to 2016, Mike Johnson was an attorney for a right-wing Christian group and he was a state legislature, state legislator. In both of these roles, he helped to advance very extreme views, particularly he was against abortion and he was against LGBTQ plus rights. And he still stands in that same position. Now, Johnson's work for this group called the Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, has attracted widespread attention. Also, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which monitors far-right activity, calls the ADF a hate group. So there's that. But nonetheless, this uh, the SPLC says that the ADF has supported the recriminalization of sexual acts between consenting LGBTQ plus adults in the United States, and they also support the criminalization abroad of any acts between LGBTQ plus people. Now, Johnson has defended state-sanctioned sterilization of trans people, and he's contended that LGBTQ plus people are more likely to engage in pedophilia, and he claims that a homosexual agenda is going to destroy Christianity and destroy our society as we know it. 
This is the man that the Republicans in the House have elected to be the Speaker of the House. And it was, you know, like I said, they got 220 votes for this guy. I I don't know what's going on. But we all know, we all know that there are gay or, I'll just say there are gay or I'll just put it this way, there are LGBTQ plus people in the house. So how is this going to all play out? Now he's the Speaker of the House. This guy, when he was asked a question by some um, reporters, like what was his world view, his response was, pick up a Bible. And I'm like, dude, you can have your own personal views in terms of your faith and what you believe, but you're now the Speaker of the House. You're going to have to look at things in a diff- from a different lens. You know, I'm not saying don't consider your faith and what you believe, but that can't be the only lens because you're the Speaker of the House now. But, you know, like I said, this this man is a Southerner out of Louisiana, and he has these kind of very restricted views. This is going to be interesting. That's all I got on him. Enough. Mike Johnson. So y'all keep your eyes out and keep your ears peeled on what Mike Johnson does going forward. Because this is going to be interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's some wild stuff. But all um, right, we're going to keep. Oh, go ahead, Carol. What you got? Yeah. No, I was saying he, he he could be put in place to help that knucklehead once he um get past this uh you know his his court battle um forty five mm-hmm. he's probably put in place to help his behind. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. well he was a Trump supporter from you know from before Trump backed him right. for this position, so okay I'm sure whatever Trump wants he'll be backing it. So. Well, Trump was the one to put him in that office. You know, don't don't think that Trump is not having daily going ons in 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 the Republican Party. He oh, runs sure. that. He runs oh, the party. Sure. He runs mm-hmm. he runs the Aryan Nation. He runs all that white mm-hmm. ring stuff. He runs everything because jokers are. You know, the one thing white folks are in search of is a great white hope. You know, they want the great white hope so damn bad. They well, watch sure they watch him. people like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all the people throughout the years and all white folks are looking for is their great white hope and they, they put all their eggs in the basket of Trump. And Trump is falling for it and he, he acts like he, he walks in the court and everything, like putting this mean look on his face like he's so damn first of all motherfucker, he what, seventy seven, seventy eight years old? This dude a, is fifty one. No, I'm talking about Donald Trump. Oh, you talking about Trump? Yeah. You know, you're seventy eight years old. You know, you done done your life already. You're seventy eight years old with a bunch of gray hairs growing around your dick. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So, what? Where? How far are you going to take 
this venture. Everybody in your camp is already falling around you. You got the two lawyers that pleaded guilty, then the third female lawyer that pleaded guilty. She was crying her ass off when she pleaded guilty. All of them are feeling guilty for what they've done, but Trump is still trying to hold on. You know, the one thing people need to do, and I'm going to keep this real short, is you have to take a look at, sometimes you got to take a look at your life before the camera takes a look at your life before you die, you know? Whenever somebody died, there's a recap, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to sit back and watch your own recap for a minute. Instead of waiting for the recap to come out for real, for real, look and see what the hell it is you're doing and what you're going to be known for. Because all this stuff that he's doing, like my father always said, and this too will come to pass. Mm-hmm. It's going to come to pass. You 77, man. In 20 fucking years, we ain't going to be talking about you no more. This shit is... Your whole situation is going to be moved. But the, the, the main thing is, where are these white folks going to go when it's no more Trump? Yeah. That's what the question is. What the fuck are you going to And when his this, daughter is about to have to testify in that yeah, trial, well, all of that stuff. With I'm him. just saying, when the summertime comes and Mr. Frosty fucking melts, what you going to do for, for ice, you know? Anyway, it is. It's crazy. All right. We're going to move on. Kettle, you got the next in focus. Uh, what you focusing on tonight? Um, all I can say, we we back at this point again. You know, I'm tired of hearing the same old scenario of somebody getting shot and killed, uh, the traffic stop. Um, this gentleman, Leonard Allen Keir, um, he was freed after a wrongful conviction, and he was shot to death on a traffic stop. He spent 16 years in prison in Florida on a wrongful conviction, conviction fighting relentlessly for his release before he was finally freed years ago. So he relocates um, from Florida to Georgia, and uh, he was killed by a Georgia sheriff during a traffic stop on his way home from visiting his mother. Um, Kara, who is black, was pulled over in Camden County near Florida, boarded by Sheriff's deputy at uh, 7.30 a.m., um, the, the agency is in conducting independent probe into the fatal shooting by the officer. Um, and it goes on to say uh, later on Wednesday, the Camden County Sheriff's Office released a graphic dashboard and body camera footage of the shooting. Um, the incident happened. Eldridge ex- exits his car and immediately yells for Cure to step out and put his hands on the back of the truck. Kier exits, but at first refuses to move to the back of the truck. Um, Kier asks for Aldrich's name and whether there's a warrant out for his arrest. Aldrich tells Kier he's being arrested for speeding and reckless driving. They said he was speeding at the time. So I think this, this man, he experienced some trauma. He had been in jail for 16 years. And so now right. the man, he stopped him, you know, allegedly for speeding. So his thing is, I'm going to get handcuffed and go to jail. I don't think so. So it sounds like that he gave, you know, the uh, cop a, a fight. And um, in the interim, um, the cop shot him. Mm. So it's interesting to see what, you know, the body camera shows and, um, you know, the continued investigation they're going to do. But the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation has gotten involved. 
So, um, you know, they want to see if the um, officer was justified in the shooting or not. But um, this article also says that the um, family obtained uh, Ben Trump as well for the legal. Uh, um, it is. What's this thing? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. We shall see what's going to happen. But here we go again. Like I said, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to figure, you know, you know, we're being targeted. You always say, Papa, um, the black man is a, is a fear man. Or is a fear person. Sure enough. So, that's, that's, that's so sad. You know, he's trying to get out. He's moving forward to Georgia, trying to start over, start a new life. He goes back to Florida to visit his mom. And, you know, just a traffic stop and, you know, it, it ends in that way. You know, it's just crazy. You know, it, it's scary. You know, because I'm, I'm you know, if, if I violate a, a, a law, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to stop me. You know, my thing is, I don't know how I'm going to be treated. So it's yeah. just crazy. So. Yeah, I, I saw that article mm-hmm. as well. And he, mm-hmm. the article that I saw said that when he got stopped, that the body cam or the the, the car cam showed the footage of him being told to get out the car. He got out the car. He complied. But the issue started when he they told the cops told him put your hands behind your back because they wanted to handcuff him, and that's when he was mm-hmm. like, nah. I'm not doing that. And that's when all the stuff started and the cop tased him. And and then I guess somehow the scuffle started and the cop hit him with the baton and then they were still tussling with one another. And at some point the cop, I guess, I don't know if he felt threatened. I can't say what the cop felt or thought, but he was he stunned him, he hit him with the baton, and I guess uh, the brother still didn't want to put his hands behind his back or comply further, and the cop shot him at point-blank range. And then they tried to give him, you know, medical assistance. But at that point, I mean, you shoot somebody at point-blank range, it was done. So the brother ended up dying. But I just, I'm, I just don't understand why... After the tasing, you hit him with the baton. Why did you feel like you had to shoot him at point-blank range? And it wasn't like the cop was out there by himself. So why could not more than one police officer or sheriff or whatever, why did you feel you had to go shoot him at point-blank range? And my question is, if this had been a blonde-haired, blue-eyed person, would it have gone down that way? And I think the answer would be no. I mean, yeah, I, I'm just trying to understand why does this play out like this time and time and time again? Mm-hmm. It's like there's no regard for the life of black and brown people. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I agree. Be quiet over there, Papa. What, what, what's, what's your, you know, what's your thought? You, you, 
you, you know my views on this stuff, man. It's like you know because when they see us, they they think they they think that they're dealing with a, a cougar or a, a crocodile or an alligator. You know what I mean? And when you're dealing mm-hmm. with a, a cougar or a lion or a crocodile, alligator, your mindset only tells you that if you do get the best of this wild animal, you got to destroy it, and that's what we're perceived as. And and that's that's something that they have been taught and, and seen since they were young. And just because you put a belt around their their waist and put a gun on it and everything, it doesn't change who they are as people. And that's that's where it all comes back to is people. What you see is a black man who you demon violent and now you have to stop that. You have you know you know who it goes all the way back to? If you want to see the example of just how how much is, is that it's uh was uh what, what was that boy's name that got killed his body stay out there for a long time? What was his name? Michael Brown. Mike Brown, yeah. Michael Brown. Michael Brown is the perfect example where this little cop who was smaller than him and all he was he went into a convenience store and was aggressive. And then the Asian guy in the convenience store was on camera apologizing, saying he didn't mean for all that to happen like that when it ended up where he called the police and pointed down the street to Michael Brown walking away, and the cop went down there and confronted him. Next thing you know, Michael Brown is laying in the street four or five hours waiting for the coroner. They deemed him dead, and then nobody wanted to. And his body laid there for how long? Four or five hours? Just laid yeah, in the street. That was just disrespectful. And, you know, it's just that uh, one, and then the, the guy at the store realizes that he's a little Korean guy in there selling a bunch of bullshit. And Michael Brown grabbed something, and I ain't paying for it. Okay, so he grabbed a bag of fucking potato chips and a, a fucking Slurpee, you know? And you got to think now, you get yeah, this man down there, down there, and all of a sudden you look and see it as national news. And knowing that you're the one to send that cop down there for $3.73 worth of fucking merchandise. You know, it's, it's, it's and like you said, so that sad. that store owner didn't intend for all that to happen. Hell no, he apologized he on the no back idea end, saying that, that was going to. I didn't mean for this to happen. Now you just I go to cops because he realized that he's selling a bunch of bullshit yeah. stuff. He thought the to cop people. would just go make him pay for this stuff. He didn't think it was going to end up in a loss of life. Yeah, big time. So. All right. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Gonna That's the reference point tonight. for that. Anyway. All right. Mm-hmm. Papa Didi. Yeah, I wanted to talk on focus this, uh, on? that massive shooting that we've all been witnessing uh, over the last few days. It went up in Maine, which is which is so ironic because for something to happen in rural, rural areas like that, you know, people up there either go up there to get away or they were raised up there or what have you. That's not Maine is not a place that you uh, – that is just a, a routine visit, you know. They got good lobster. Yeah, well, you want to go to the edge of the earth and get a damn the edge of the edge of the United States to get a lobster, please. I'll take my ass over to shoppers. Anyway, um, this uh, this 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 person here, uh, they're still on on a search for him, and he's a classic case of. Uh, a typical Caucasian that has a lot of shit, own houses and boats and cars and all kinds of stuff, 
he just lost his mind, you know. And, and the last evidence they have of him anywhere was the door open of his car. Now, whether that was staged or not, at a boat landing. Now, they're checking the water and all that stuff for this and that. And the, the real interesting thing about this whole case is that this man actually temporarily or at the moment is actually getting away. You know, usually when you see mass shootings and all, the person usually dies or kills herself or the police arrest them. How the hell police arrest somebody who just shot a bunch of people? That was always beyond me. But uh, like we said when we talked about, you know, black men getting killed at traffic stops but white folks getting brought out in handcuffs after killing 12 people over there in Buffalo at a supermarket. Coming out in fucking handcuffs. How the, how the fuck did that happen? So anyway, just go to show you the reverse of fortune, where um, when when a cop sees somebody of their own and then he's dropping to his knees and pleading, hey, I dropped my weapon, and you just carnage of twelve people laying around in the case of Buffalo. But you know, just as a side note on how this stuff plays out. But getting back to Maine, this person is still at large. Still at large, you know, and the main residents are kept to their homes for a second night on Thursday as hundreds of uh, heavily armed police and FBI agents search for his name is uh, Robert Card. They say he's an armed reservist, and uh, authorities say he shot and killed 18 people at a bowling alley and at a bar. And the worst mass killing in that state has ever seen at this point. And that brings up the uh, the mass shootings up to 566 across the country, according to the Gun Violence Archives. 566 cases of mass shooting. That's crazy. And Congress ain't doing shit to control the goddamn mm-hmm. thing. And that's so interesting because, like you said, uh, Red Wine, with that guy, he's appointed this bigger house. All these people got plastic minds. You know, all these politicians are so closed-minded. They come from these little rural areas and have their strong opinions because they're taught by fathers and grandfathers who have smaller opinions than they have. So if you was taught by a fucking little knucklehead, which is your father or your grandfather or your racist uncles and aunts, and then you learn that and you think that's knowledge, and then you take that shit to Congress, and as your platform to run for public office, you're going to say all the stuff you did about this, about gay people and all that, all that is a, a, a repeat of what you learn. Because as we, as as most black people in the world, we repeat stuff we learned from our parents and grandparents and all, but it's all tangible shit that we can pass on to children. But the shit that they learn from these small-minded, and, you know, most people in the South always had a level of ignorance, small ignorance. And when you take small ignorance, and act like you're going to go up in Congress and act like you're going to start talking, and you're saying everything that contradicts the hell out of everything else going on in the world. Despite how you feel about anything in the world, you have to understand that everybody's doing their own thing. So who are you to judge what the hell somebody else is doing when your world is just the back rows of fucking Louisiana somewhere? You know what I mean? You ain't done shit but grew up and got elected. That's why I always say when it comes to elections, don't take people that got elected so serious because it's no experience necessary. 
You don't need an education to get elected. You don't need a college degree to get elected. It's just a fucking election. You get more votes than that person you're in. You can have a high school diploma, don't know Jack, mm-hmm. but you're in. That's all. That's why you think Trump vote, vote, get vote, get vote, turn vote, flip vote, because all it takes is a vote. You ain't got to be nothing special. Anyway, this person here, uh, much of Thursday's search focused on property belonging to uh, Carr's relatives in the rural uh, place called uh, Bowdoin, where uh, trucks and vans full of armed agents from the FBI and other, other uh, agencies surrounded a home. But hours later, they, re- they repeated announcements saying, you know, come out with your hands and up and things like that. And nobody came out. Then he ended up invading the house to see what was going on. And, and this is one of his houses that belonged to one of his relatives. So law enforcement officials said the investigator found a note they left behind, but it didn't explain the motive of anything or put anything together. But I think right now this guy got these people on a wild goose chase. Because most people that do some stuff, they think it in their mind first. You know what I mean? What they going to do? How they going to do it? Some people just like drug dealers sometimes plan their end game. If you got a little house that's serving stuff, if you got, you know, people in the room that's making the weed and manufacturing it and money, then they do a drill on what they're going to do if they get busted. Who's going to flush it down the toilet? Who's going to do, you know, the end game? I think this guy probably practices his end game on what he's going to do. And once he got away, he just took into action. I think that car with the door open at the landing, that could have been staged. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. thinking he's in the water and shit, but he's on land. And then being up in rural Maine, which is right up there next to Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, where he could have just popped into Canada. And the fact he had a beard during the shooting when you saw him on camera, you know, white, white, white guys grow a wolf beard anyway after a couple of days. Look at fucking David Letterman and everybody else, even that fucking baby face Jimmy Fallon. Give him a couple of days, he grows a fucking wolf on his face. So, but then once the guy shave his head, shave his face, put a hat on, and he can go right over to Halifax, Nova Scotia. So I think that the, if they don't catch this guy in the next couple of days, being the fact that this happened in Maine, up at the top of the East Coast, I don't think they're going to find him. So, you know. But anyway. Like I said. Did they say any reason why he did it? I mean, any no, they, they don't know anything yet. But but there's reports now that he's been found dead, from what I hear, radically somewhere. But we got to verify that. But oh, okay. uh, but somebody said he was found dead. I don't know where we're going to elaborate on that. But uh, we'll get back on that maybe later in the show once we get the update on that. But uh, the sad part about it, though, that all these people were, were killed, and and you don't know why or how or and what the deal was, and. Now everybody's life has changed, and it's just another sad story, you know, so. Yeah. Allegedly of a self-inflicted gun wound. Yeah. Well. So. I guess we'll have to check the late news report to see yeah. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, while we're going to air, I think something broke on that. And, uh, yeah. See what happens. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to take a, we'll take a quick break, and we're coming back with a much-needed and much-deserved Cocktail of the Week on the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. This is Papa D.D. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914 803 
4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men, so call me, Papa Didi. Don't let kettle and red wine scare you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. And we're All back. Right, welcome. welcome oh, back to the Diamond Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's now time for the Cocktail of the Week. Week, week. With Kettle. Uh, Kettle, what you got for us this week? Something called the Zombie Smash. I guess getting ready and geared up for Halloween for sure. Uh, let me see. Just, oh, it's a gin and vodka and rum. Oh, boy, we're going to be knocked out. <laughs> uh, Zombie Smash includes uh, half an ounce of gin, half an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of rum. Half an ounce of triple sec. Oh, okay. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. One ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of simple syrup, and two strawberries muddled. All right. In a mixing glass, follow the strawberries with the lemon juice and simple syrup. Add the other ingredients with ice. Shake vigorously and pour contents into a tall glass. And, of course, you have to garnish it with a strawberry. And that's called the zombie smash. That's pretty good. It's going to be too pass out to go trick-or-treating. And that sounds like you're going to be smashed after you drink that thing. For sure. It sounds tasty. Sounds tasty. Zombie smash. All right. right. Well, thank you, Kettle, for the cocktail of the week, the Mm -hmm. zombie smash. I mean, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. the zombie. Did you say smash or crush? Which one? Smash, smash. Smash, okay, zombie zombie smash. All right, I got it. All right, all right, Papa Didi, we're going to go to you for what's popping. What's popping, Papa well, what's Didi? What's popping now is the fact that that, uh, that person, Card, has been found dead, according to the news here uh, that was just recently reported. And um, so we'll never know anything about anything, and... Um, the fact he lost his mind and changed a lot of people's lives is so sad. And, uh, you know, just don't know what to say or how this all this stuff materializes. And it's uh, different places that we can't go anymore. Added to the list from bowling alleys and movies and bars and clubs and every place else you go, there's a chance of anything going down anywhere because... Everybody every day is just losing their mind and with a with a gun attached to it. Not to mention a gun, but a high-powered gun that uh, does a lot of damage. But anyway, um, getting back to um, regular business at hand, I'll tell you I would get back with uh, your girl Jada Pinkett, you know, only because I just have a, being I'm from Philadelphia as well as Will Smith being from Philly, I just got a soft spot for the brother for some reason. And I just kind of feel like 
we everybody has to be accountable for their actions. And I think that once we learn to do that in the world and don't give somebody a pass based on their gender and shit like that, you know, we just got to stop doing that. You know, we, we've done it for a long time, different things that go down with circumstances. Sometimes there's double standards, you know what I mean? If you got a guy in a school, for example, a teacher going after a, a student, a female student, you know, he's dragged across the pole of coals. But then for a female teacher to go after uh, one of them high school football players, you know, it seems like the, the validity is not as strong. You know, it's almost like bragging on a guy. Oh, yeah, he, oh, he got with the teacher kind of thing. But it's vice versa when it's the other way around. And all that stuff should hold the same validity if you want to just, if you want to throw somebody under the bus for the situation. But getting back to the, the Jada Pinkett thing, I just think back on the whole thing with their history with the family and everybody else. And then to come out somewhere, you're going to go somewhere because you're trying to sell a book. And you're going to go on a national news program and you're going to talk to Hoda, which was by design, like I said, by design. You didn't go talk to Gail King, you know? Now, Gail King just got done doing a segment where she was speaking on Jay-Z and his library and everything he got going on, you know, and she gets deep with everything, you know, and she's connected with her resources and all. And then you got uh, the other two guys there um, who uh, who do a great job on CBS in the morning. But Jada went over to NBC, you know, and she didn't go over to Robin Roberts over on ABC, you know, instead of talking to your own people, I mean, I know that Hoda is some respect a person of color or whatever, but, you know, it ain't, you know, it's almost like Napoleon fucking vanilla. I don't know what color she is exactly. But, you know, you didn't go talk to another sister. You didn't talk to Robin Roberts. And you didn't talk to fucking Gail King. So you took it light like that so you can ease up. Then you went back again, you know, and that's your choice what network you want to go to, but... You know, but now you you sit up here, you're trying to, if we look at your children, for example. Now, I give you another, now, I've been observing, what's name's music lately, Willow, and observing some things she was saying. You know, she's not really, really strong on the situation with her mom. I think Willow's a little more pro-will as opposed to her mom because, see, the difference in just my opinion, you know, everything is my opinion, so I'm not speaking facts here, I'm just speculating the difference in Willow and, and Jada is that both of them are ingranulated in their life. You know what I mean? Willow's a person of a younger generation that's very versatile with everything, with the with the gay community and everything else that she does in her life that has to do with a lot of things that she loves and she's out there doing different things with fashion and all kind of stuff, you know? Now, Jada, on the other hand, loves young dick, okay? Don't want to admit it. But that's what she loves. Okay, anytime you're after one of your son's friends, your son's friend, okay? Just like I said, remember what I said about the teachers in school. When the male teacher messes with the student, it's a big deal. But now she goes after the, the son's friend. Now, what if Will Smith would have fucked one of Willow's friends? Where would that be on the news, you know? You know what I'm saying? It's just like you, you grab the ball and run with it. 
when when a man does it, but when a lady does it, it's more like not ladies, all ladies. And I'm not gonna put the word lady in there because you know women think, oh no, motherfucker, how you gonna you know? So let's take it back to fucking her. Okay, we're not gonna put her in a category. Let's stand her alone, like the fucking Statue of Liberty. Anyway, you know when she does something and she done a lot of shit. And Willow has said that, you know, my mom doesn't this and that because I don't think well, I don't think Jada understands Willow's life. Because Jada has her own agenda. And I think that she had a bunch of... Because she was on the other day talking about Tupac and, and, and Suge Knight. And all. She was all in the middle of all that shit. Mm-hmm. In the middle of all, all these different guys that came up and everything. She always was in the middle of everybody's situation. But always had Will Smith there as a person furnishing... And, you know, sponsoring all her moves based on his love for her. And always had the money. Because if he's out busy doing something, she's hanging out with everything and everybody else. But I think that now her life has finally been revealed. And in the book, I'm sure she talks about Tupac and everybody because all this shit was on her mind. But that just goes to show that you have done the violation of having relationships inside your relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many people you know have been married for 25 years, okay? And you know that this girl's husband's been fucking everybody moving. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah, she's married to Larry. Yeah, oh, my God, Larry's fucking everything. But but these people are together. But for her situation like that is the same thing. I think Jada has been around the world with all kinds of shit. And then you do this red table thing, which was so full of shit, and you're going to put all this business on there. And, and all none of it even amounts to anything at the end of the day because everything was a lie because you end up admitting the fact that you and Will weren't together since 2016. 16. 16 and 10 is 26. Okay, so that's three years shy of ten years of being separated. But ain't nothing stopped. And then why the fuck did y'all go to the Oscars together? What was that about? If y'all separated, then you shouldn't have been there. He was the one getting the Oscar, not you. There you go. So why were you there? Then y'all separated, and he got the nerve to smack somebody on your behalf because he knew how much you have been in the world of Chris Rock and every other nigga out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every other man that was in y'all circles that he knew, and he's looking at this and trying to understand that, and he knew that Chris Rock knew some internal stuff about y'all relationship, and it just blew him up. And I'm sure Will Smith is saying now, why the fuck did I do that shit? <laughs> that fucking girl was not even worth me Standing up and acting like I gave a fuck about her, and I embarrassed myself on TV like that, took my brand that I've been building for 30 years, and I knocked that shit back 15 years, you know? And now every time people see Will, they'll look at him as some kind of whatever, because you done did something in an establishment like the Oscars that was always white, didn't want blacks ever do anything, and then everybody was in your ass. Who's the brother that was uh, running it that night? The brother that, uh, oh, the producer. God. I forgot who did it that night. 
Uh, he he does that show. Will Packer. Will Packer. Yeah. Exactly. Will Packer. Right, Will Packer. Will Packer. Now he's going to come out and say, oh, yeah, well, they did that on the night. I was, well, motherfucker, anything could have happened that night. You know, as a black man, why didn't you try to sugarcoat that shit a little bit to let people know that that was just an incident? And you're going to say, well, we finally, when we finally got a chance to do this here, then the, well, the bottom could fall out for any goddamn thing. You know, I mean, white folks have done shit behind stage we don't even know about. You know, it's like you're going to act like the fact that that messed up your night. You still produced a good show. Everything was doing its thing. And what happened, hell, it was it was good TV. Basically, the shit went off without a hit. It didn't it didn't bother your reputation. You know, you're still able to make movies and shit. The only one that was tarnished on that thing was fucking Will Smith. And fucking Jada's sitting back with her whole ass. She's sitting back with her little green outfit on, smelling like a motherfucking rose. He gets barred for 10 years from the shit. And everybody, he's fucked up. And everybody else sitting back saying, well, who's this motherfucker? But they don't realize that, in my opinion, Jada is the one that that fucking lit the fuse on all that bullshit. So I'm going to leave it at that. I just want to get it off my chest. Cause that woman, to me, is a man. Will Smith need to give her half of that motherfucking money and let that hoe go. She's a barracuda. Let that hoe go. Let her go fuck some young boys like she want to go fuck. Okay, now. I'm going to leave her alone. Yeah, it is. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come <laughs> back and lighten it up with the weird news on the Pajama uh. Party Show. Be right You're back. in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com and clicking the listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, well, darling. All right, it's time to lighten oh. it up with the weird news. And Kettle, you're in first position. What you got for us? Oh, Lord. All right. In Utah, a Utah man ordered to remove Halloween display. Uh, Utah community has ordered a resident to strip his risque Halloween display from public property featuring a pole dancing skeleton. Oh, wow. His name is Christopher Bojinson. Display featured two skeleton onlookers offering money while watching another skeleton with a purple wig dancing on a city uh, stop sign just outside his home in Utah, uh, Grantsville. Maybe a little risque, some people, but it's all in the name of fun. The city posted a 
photo of the display on Facebook where it told um, him he had until 9 p.m. Um, to remove it. Um, goes on to say displays like uh, this are not acceptable as it is against city code to attach anything to street signs. The warning Whatever. was later removed. Uh, but not before going viral and dividing the community. Hmm. I guess teaching our children respect, decency, and manners has gone by the uh, wayside. One user commented, if your kids understand what that is, maybe the problem's not the skeleton that's on the bowl, maybe it's something else. Um, Those on to say, I think it brings a lot of good humor that we need uh, in a small town. And uh, he also found it um, all very humorous, saying, we look forward to keeping this going and getting a little more elaborate as we go. Okay. All righty. So hopefully okay. you thought they ain't having it. They're not having it. They don't like it. Okay. So they got pole dance and skeletons. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I've seen some strange stuff in, in, in this area. So, I mean, uh, I saw <laughs> a dragon humping a daggone um, pumpkin. So, I mean, hey, what? what, what? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I say whatever floats your boat. But, you know, yeah. some people yeah. just they ain't, they ain't with it. They got a and problem. It's not about the kids it. anymore. Yeah, it's not about the kids no. anymore. I don't know who, who, what's going on. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of these things are just a little bit too much for some folks, but, you know, I yeah, understand. Yeah. If you ain't with it, mm-hmm. you ain't with it. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I got mm-hmm. another one for you. This one is about uh, spiders and scientists. Uh, scientists, mm. let's see, we got scientists are uh, reanimating spider corpses for research. Oh, gosh. This is right on time for Halloween. So it says that spider that you squashed, it could have been used for science. Uh, At least that's what Faye Yap and Daniel Preston think. Yap is a mechanical engineering PhD student in Preston's lab at Rice University, where she co-authored a paper on reanimating spider corpses to create grippers or tiny machines used to pick up and put down delicate objects. Yap and Preston dubbed the use of bionic material for robotic parts. They call them necrobotics, and they think that this technique could one day become a cheap green addition to the field. When spiders die, their muscles tense up, but the scientists use injected air that pressurizes the dead spider's hemolymph, which is the blood that hasn't dried up in the spider's corpse. The hemolymph adds pressure to the joints, creating a a claw-like grabbing motion. And Yap says the experiment actually worked. The necrobots, as Yap and Preston call them, could pick up fragile materials like wires and even other spiders up to 130% more massive than the reanimated spider grippers. 
Preston says that this was the first time a full animal was used as a robot. Spiders, in this case, serve as a really good source material because nature does all the work for us, according to Preston. We just use nature, in this sense, to harvest a spider, and we use it for a gripper. So that's what they're doing. So they're reanimating these spiders that are dead to be grippers. You know, like those little gripper things you see elderly people use to get things on shelves that are too tall. They're basically doing that with spiders to be able to grip things that, you know, you can't reach. Yeah, then now they can go ahead and get them. There you go. Interesting. That's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I suppose. That's crazy. You know, okay. So many weird things going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your weird news? You really want me to read this? Oh, what you got? It says a man was hospitalized after three days of an erection. Oh, dear. A red-faced man landed himself in the hospital following three days of erection. A 46-year-old man swallowed several erectile dysfunction pills in one go, okay? After failing to go soft, he finally saw medical help three days later. And what did he do? Sat down and watched him for three days. Oh, boy. He was admitted to urgent care. He admitted to the urgent care center in Brazil with intensive pain in his genital area, genital area. And due to the severity of his condition, they, he transferred to an ambulance to a uh, city trauma center. Okay, this must have been some serious shit. So images showed a man being taken from the ambulance in a wheelchair hooked up to a drip. I guess that's an idea. Hey, they had him in a wheelchair? Yeah. At the hospital, surgeons made a puncture at the base of his penis and drained the organ. I guess they drained the blood out of it or whatever the fuck you take out of a penis. And after his condition was stabilized, discharged from the facility around 5 a.m. on Monday... 16th of October, with new respect and a fear for those uh, famous blue pills. Hey, that stuff gets that serious? Yeah, I ain't going to do people go overboard with that crap? I guess he figured if one pill does what it does, then more pills will do even more. Mm-hmm. Mighty oh. Quinn. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with I'm Just Saying. You're listening to a Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about TV. I know
right, welcome back to John Party One with Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Rewind. I'm going to swat, darling. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to turn over to Rewind for a. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, uh, Messy Buku. Look, I, I don't have a lot to say tonight, but I came across something that I just wanted to share with you all. This was um, this story I came across about a mother in the northern city of Pavia in Italy. Now, this mother is 75 years old, and she's got two grown-behind sons that are 40 and 42 years old, okay? Keep that in mind. 40 and 42. The problem is they still live with her, and she wants them to move out and get on with their lives. Now, this really shouldn't even be an issue, but these two sons of hers refused to get out. So the mother went through the legal system to try to get them to get out of her house. She even went as far as to call them parasites in the legal documents that she filed with the courts. I'm just saying to these big babies, both of them, Big Baby and his brother, Big Baby, Big Baby 2, y'all have overstayed your welcome. Move on. Y'all are busting mama's groove. Now, these two big babies have the audacity to sit up in their mama's home, and according to her, they did not help around the house. They didn't contribute to the finances in the house. They ain't pay any bills. They didn't help out with the groceries. They didn't do anything but sit up there and consume. So I guess they thought that mama was supposed to just take care of them in their big grown behinds like forever and ever just because she gave birth to them. I'm just saying, y'all have overstayed your time. For real, get out. Get out. Move on. Okay, now Judge Simona Katerbi, who handled the case, sided with the retired mother, who is separated from the grown son's father, whose pension went entirely on food and maintenance of the home, and he ruled that these two big babies have until December 18th to get the freak out. I'm with the judge. Now, they should have been gone a long time ago. And both of these dudes have full-time jobs. I I don't understand. It'd be one thing if y'all were still in school or trying to find yourself or disabled or any of that kind of stuff. But that's not the case. Y'all are grown. You got full-time jobs. But, I I mean, I don't know how y'all roll in Italy, but in my house, If you eat and sleep and stay, you got to pay, period. And at their age, how could you watch your 75-year-old mother struggle with the finances to keep a home and food and do, you know, the maintenance of the house and all that kind of stuff, and she's on a limited pension, and y'all don't lift a grown finger to do anything to help? What is your malfunction? Y'all are lucky that she didn't do something drastic when y'all was asleep. I'm just saying. You know, treating your mother like that is just disrespectful and trifling on a whole nother level, no matter what country it is. 
Italy or wherever. I'm just saying. Now, it's a shame that she had to use the court system to just to get her grown sons to get up out of her house. Now, I'm just wondering, where was their father? They said that the, the, the father was separated, so it wasn't like he was deceased or anything. The man was just separated. So where was he? Just because he was separated, seemed like he could have stepped in and told them grown men, y'all need to get up out of here and move on or show some respect, pay some bills or do something. Seemed like he would have done something to step in, but for whatever reason, I guess the father didn't step in. But I just thought it was interesting how, you know, sometimes people just overstay their welcome. I mean, it's not like it was about being subtle. It wasn't like she was just dropping little subtle hints about leaving. She came right out and told them, get the freak out of my house. Get out. Move out. Step off. Get out. All of that. And they didn't want to go. And and then these two knuckleheads are contemplating filing an appeal. I mean, come on. The audacity. These dudes can't seem to get off their mama's breast. Y'all need to cut the umbilical cord and grow up. That's all I got. I'm just saying, this is red wine, and I'm just saying, don't overstay your welcome. When somebody invites you to stay for a minute, Stay for a minute, and when your minute expires, get the freak out. When it's time to go, just go. And there's time for me to wrap it up, so I'm going to go. And that's all I'm saying. I'm done. But these grown-ass men need to step off. This is ridiculous. And how old are they here? 40 and 42. This is in Italy. These two men are 40 and 42 years old, and they're trying to file an appeal to stay up in their mama's house. And she had to go to the daggone court to say, get these two men out of my house. They're not paying bills. They don't buy groceries. Mm. They don't pay rent. They don't do jack crap. And Mama is 75 years old. I'm like, what oh, is God. your problem? <laughs> Get yeah, out. Something wrong with them. <laughs> something wrong something with mentally them. wrong with them. Yeah, something wrong. I mean, right, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's an Italian thing or what. Maybe it's a cultural mm-hmm. thing, but I'm just saying. Y'all need to get up yeah. out Mama's house. Right all over the world. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know maybe if it's a cultural thing. I just don't get it. Yeah. But if 40 and 42, mm-hmm. if mama's telling you y'all need to roll out, y'all need to roll that bleep out. Black people been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Get the freak out. Yeah. All yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah. All right. We're going to push it on. All right. All right. Moving on. I'm going to turn it over to Papa mm-hmm. Didi. Didi? Yeah, it's your right. turn, Papa Didi. It's time for living for the city. What's happening in the city, city property? Because they tripping in Italy. Grown men trying to stay up in mama's house. 40 and 42 years old. What the heck? Like I said, they lucky she didn't do something drastic while they were asleep. If she's cooking for them, 
she's lucky, they lucky she didn't poison them while they was, you know, eating food. But anyway, living for the city with Papa Didi. What you got, Papa Didi? Well, you know, on a serious note, what I what I don't like right now is this situation that's happening over in uh, the Middle East, and um, it's getting pretty serious because it's it's becoming very contradictive because the lack of trust is uh, making everything out of control. You know, this guy, uh, what's his name, uh, Benjamin uh, Nep, Nep, what's his name? Nep, Netanyahu. Netanyahu, whatever, Nahu. Netanyahu. Netanyahu, okay. Now, he was an avid Trump lover. When Trump was in office, he was up here kissing Trump's ass to a, a bitter end, you know, with no, you know, no frills at all, just going all in hard. Now, now all of a sudden, Biden's on the bandwagon. Now these jokers is over there bombing like crazy. Now what what Netanyahu Nahu don't understand is the fact that there's a lot of hostages over there now, you know, and you're bombing the very region where the hostages are. Because you're all pissed off because, sure, they did a sneak attack on you, and that's cool. But, see, the same thing happened in 9-11 when they they took over that World Trade Center situation and the uh, Pentagon and the the plane went down in Pennsylvania. That was a tragic situation. But the backdrop on that, you know, thanks to... uh, George Bush, is that he went right over in Iraq and just started, you know, raising hell. Same way, you know? And that's when all the people was involved, Colin Powell and Vice President Dick Cheney, and they got together with all that weapons of mass destruction being hidden and all this shit, and they got the black man, Colin Powell, to sign off on that bullshit war. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day, they destroyed the country of Iraq. Because you hear about Iran now, but you don't hear about Iraq because America just went over there and annihilated the shit. You know, we just going to act like we just, you know, only because we felt like that was a situation behind that. You know, just because people freak out on us, the one thing we have to do is stop and think for a minute and say, well, what is the repercussions of us going in and tearing up some shit that we... You know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, just like I said earlier with Will Smith, what was the point of him smacking Chris Rock and making a statement like he did about my wife when you motherfuckers weren't even living together? So why did you even give a fuck about that bitch like that? You know what I'm saying? Why did you get That's the foolish part on his part. You're going to act like, yeah, my wife, because you pissed off because she's somewhere fucking a bunch of young boys. But what Will Smith got to realize is that that's just who she is. And he can't see it. But getting back to the war in the Middle East, the situation with that is that they can't stop bombing the situation because they were attacked like Pearl Harbor, which was some sad shit. But now that you've got hostages over there, what do you think is going to happen to the hostages if you keep bombing over there without doing some kind of ceasefire? Won't you cease fire for a minute 
to put everything in some kind of perspective, you know, and let your people that are hostages get up out of there. And then once they get out of there, then you can bomb the shit out of the motherfuckers, whatever you decide to do. That's up to you, but nobody's using these strategies because nobody trusts anybody. And I'm saying all that to say that I think that if America is going to be involved in giving money and, and you know, sponsoring shit like they're doing with um, over there in Ukraine and money now they want to give to Israel, if you're going to be doing that shit, then somebody need to be coaching that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. They need a fucking coach. They need a fucking manager. Because you can't say, all right, I'm back in Israel with all my blah, 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 blah. That's cool. But somebody needs some motherfucking supervision. You need to say, look, we'll back y'all. True. But there's hostages over there, including Americans. Stop shooting for a motherfucking minute so we can negotiate some shit. I know that you know that the people you're shooting at are some crazy motherfuckers, and we all know that. They some sick motherfuckers that attacked y'all that morning like it wasn't shit. Came in and killed thousands of people. Sure, we understand that. <clears throat> but if we keep bombing them, them hostages over there ain't going to stand a snowball chance in hell. You know? So the whole thing I'm saying is that we need to, as a big country like we are, if we're going to stick our two cents in shit... We need to be supervising shit. We ain't got to get involved, but if we're going to be supplying the money, we need to oversee that shit, you know? how? What is the strategy? What is the move? How are you planning your work and working your plan? But just dropping goddamn bombs, that's some Putin shit, you know? Putin does that shit over in Ukraine, just bomb, 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 bomb everywhere. What the fuck is that about? But when they got when the Russians got on the ground like that, them Ukrainian motherfuckers was fucking them up. Anybody could fly with an airplane over somewhere and drop bombs on people. But when you get face to face on ground battle, that's when you got to have a fucking plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's getting to the point now that all I'm saying in this whole situation is that. All that bombing ruthlessly and just knocking down buildings and trapping people and killing innocent people and shit like that while you still got hostages over there and then you're bombing over there, you know, in the in the Gaza strip there and you just, just wrecking shit. Trying to get you you're trying to get to a certain group, but the group is surrounded by decent people, you know? So what the fuck? How are you going to bomb, what's it called, hum, humane, hum, humane, humane, if I'm saying it right. Oh, Hamas. Hamas. You're trying to bomb Hamas when Hamas is surrounded by the Palestinians in that area. So you're never going to get to them. It's like a needle in the fucking haystack. So you got to, somebody got to come up with some kind of peace plan so this shit can straighten out. Despite who started it and how fucked up they made it. At some point, you got to stop for a minute and reassess that shit. If not, it's going to get crazy, sad. And the reason why all this stuff goes on today and went on for years is because people sit back like today, and I'll close with this here. People 
10, 11, 12, 13 years old, they're sitting back watching their parents get bombed, you know, and people watching their grandmothers get bombed and the children getting bombed. And 10, 15 years later, they want revenge, you know, and that's how it's been for 150 years over there is that the younger people see what happened to the older people and when they get older they want revenge to do the same shit and that's been going on ever since I was a little fucking boy every time I look at the news as a little kid years ago it's always been something going on in the Middle East the Israelis fighting the Palestinians Mm -hmm. that shit has been going on since the beginning of time and if it doesn't have any kind of peace plan as, as as the Bible says, the world will end by fire, and the wars will start in the Middle East. And that shit is happening today. So take it for what it is. I believe that. Hey. You summed it up. Mm-hmm. You yeah, I've been trying not to make comments about that whole situation because I, I don't feel... Even a little boy, it was on, on the news. I just don't feel like I have enough information about the history and everything, so I, I'm trying to withhold comments. Well, I was, in, I was in the Navy and I was in the Mediterranean twice. Okay. So, I, I you know, I bear witness <laughs> to being in that territory being in the Mediterranean, you right there by, you know, I went over as far as, I, I was up on the, the Sphinx in the pyramids and all up in Cairo and Alexandria and Saudi Arabia and, and, and you know, you wouldn't, you bear witness to that. You so know. you saw stuff. I was in the Navy when Awal Sadat was assassinated. Oh. He was assassinated uh, at Amwar Sadat. Amwar Sadat. He was shot at a, a parade. Okay. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with Kettle. And she's ready for the Hollywood wrap-up. She got all the deets. So we'll be back on the other side of the break. It's the Pajama Party Show. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis ben rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, Red Wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of those Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Well, Sly Darling. It's time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up. All right, let's get it popping. Papa DJ. All right. You ready, uh, Kettle? I'm waiting on you. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, waiting on me. Man, a woman mm-hmm. say that to me again in my life, I'll tell you. That's all I've been hearing. <laughs> Anyway, Hollywood, pa 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 Hollywood, take it away. All right, I haven't heard this name in a few minutes, but Chris Tucker has reason to celebrate 
especially as tax season approaches. The iconic comedian uh, actor has reportedly settled with a government agency in a $3.6 million payback deal He'll foot for uh, back taxes um, uh, reported by the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, this will cover t- Tucker's liabilities for 2002, 2006, 2008, and 2010. Out that reported initially, the IRS wanted the actors to pay um, around $9.6 million. Um, he settled for the 3.6. Wow. That's a big difference. This resolution is one of the most uh, solvent after long battle with the agency over the years. Um, nearly 10 years ago, 2014, he reached a settlement for $14 million penalty after he was uh, a hit uh, with a lien on one of his properties, which was blamed on poor accounting and business management. Um, I guess I, I see why Tucker, he's back out there doing his thing now. I haven't seen him in any, any movies lately, but uh, uh, I did hear him talk recently that they're going to do a Rush Hour 4. Um, everybody, oh, really? um Yeah, everybody, uh, you know, um, what it was, Jackie Chan, um, everybody, he agreed, so we're ready to rock and roll, so I guess he can write his own check. Or maybe he just had money to pass it off to an RS. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Jesse Smollett, I haven't heard his name in a while, is seeking treatment in rehab following his 2021 conviction for his involvement in a hate crime hoax and uh, what has been described as a tumultuous few years. Um, Actor Jesse Smollett is reportedly beginning treatment at a rehab facility. Over the last year, Smollett has maintained a low profile following the trial surrounding the hate crime incident he alleged uh, had taken place on January 29th in 2019. Wow. That long ago? That was before the pandemic. Um, Smollett, um, an out gay man, initially garned sympathy as he alleged the men attacked him with racist and homophobic slurs threw bleach on him and lied and tied a rope around his neck. Um, He um, he, he had ultimately found guilty and sentenced to 150 days of jail time with an order to pay the city of Chicago nearly $150,000. Okay, maybe he'll get himself together. Yeah, I think that was all about attention. But, uh, yep. Uh, Idris Elba, get ready for a history lesson courtesy of Idris Elba. The actor has been uh, tapped to narrate and produce National Geographic's upcoming unscripted documentary series, The Color of Victory, Heroes of World War II. Uh, while more than 20 million people of color fought on the uh, allied, um, allied side of World War II, their contributions are often left out of history books. Of course, we all know that. Okay, kudos to you, Idris. Also, Quinta Brunson. Um, to star in this season of Sesame Street. The upcoming season of Sesame Street features an um, octopus as a chef, an exploration of American Sign Language, and Quentin Brunson giving Cookie Monster a little a bit of attitude. 
This is the 54th season. Wow. Of the iconic uh, children's show. Um, it's going to debut November the 9th on Max. Yay. So look out for uh, Quentin Brunson. That's one of your shows, huh? Okay. I like um, that. Also, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, it brings a lot of laughter. Yeah, I haven't seen that in ooh, 100 years. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Also, in the news of Smokey Robinson, he brings classics to NPR's Tiny Desk. Smokey Robinson is the latest black music legend to drop by NPR's Tiny Desk. The Motown icon performed classic songs and selections from his latest album. Um, on Monday, NPR premiered his latest installment of the Tiny Desk Concert, uh, which Robert said he's 83. Wow, kudos to you. Mm. He performed nearly 30 minutes a set at the NPR headquarters in Washington, D.C., with a 12-person ensemble backing him. All right, kudos. More people have been oh. at the Tiny um, Desk Concert. It's featured um, Baby Faith and uh, Charlie Wilson. Uh, okay. Kudos. First time I've heard of that. Tiny Death Concert. Hmm. I Have love those that concerts. One? They're really good. Okay. What's up? Okay. Kudos. Also, I haven't heard his name in a while, but Chris Brown sued for allegedly beating producer with a tequila bottle in a club. You need to see out these clubs, buddy. Um, well, Friday was reported um, that a man named uh, Diawa is suing Brown, claiming the um, senior clocked him over the head with a bottle of Don Julio 1942 tequila at this nightclub in London. This was back in February. The lawsuit reportedly says that um, uh, Diawa accused Brown of dealing uh, crushing blows to the back of his head until he was unconscious and then continued to beat him. Um, Dowell claimed to have been hospitalized as a result of the incident, claiming he sustained torn ligaments and cuts on his head. Whatever. What else? What else? Uh huh. But check this out. Also, Chris Brown, he sued for unpaid Popeye's chicken loan. Wow. The latest legal woe for the singer comes after he was. Uh, additionally sued by City uh, City National Bank uh, on, in September for not making good on a $2 million loan. So according to the court documents, um, they said um, that the City Bank gave him $2 million to Breezy and other investors, including the Dream, the dream to purchase two Popeye's locations in 2018. However, uh, they said these loans have not been paid back. So that's interesting. Uh, he takes oh, all this funny. money, and you need a loan from the bank to open up two Popeyes. I just don't get it. Okay. That's because that's people don't want to use their up. own money. Yeah. I got people that, don't but I mean, two million dollars. But you're money. making that you're making that money in concerts. I just don't get it. You're making that money. Yeah, but concert, but they so. don't want to tie their money into these business investments. Oh, I got that. So I don't think it's the same, but I'm saying two, oh, okay. two million dollars. He, he he makes that in um a couple of concerts probably. So right. you know, it, it could it, it 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 might not be him, but I mean, just like Idris said about the um uh uh 
I'm sorry, um, Chris Tucker was saying about the um, accounting. You know, he, he may not handle that. So his accounting department, um, you know, they need to check that out. He needs to follow up on it. Right. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. And also, I want to add the, the passing of Richard Roundtree. We oh, lost yeah. Richard Roundtree this week. Yeah, Mr. No. Shaft himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Condolences to black one of the daughter. first one of the first black superheroes. Superhero. Oh, for you sure. know. Richard Roundtree, that that was that was hard. There were condolences being posted all over the place, especially from um Oh gosh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. That played Samuel Jackson. Thank you, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. He played uh, yeah. the second generation on the shaft, also Regina Hall, originally from D.C. She played Samuel L. Jackson's ex-wife, and then uh, Richard Roundtree played um, Samuel Jackson's father. So it was like three generations of uh, <laughs> shaft, which was pretty good, pretty good uh, movie. Yeah. And you know what? Just last week, I was watching uh, the movie with Taraji P. Henson. What What Men Want. Mhm. Yeah, that movie good. where she could hear the thoughts of men, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Richard Roundtree played her father in that movie. So it did. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just that. seeing. I just mm-hmm. saw that uh, last weekend. I was right. like, wow. Mm-hmm. Is Richard Roundtree right there? All right. Well, and thank he, you, um, uh-huh. And he did talk about um, openly that he had um, uh, breast cancer. You know, most most men, I guess, don't talk about it, but yeah, he had breast cancer. Oh, he, I didn't he was realize. A good advocate about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he was diagnosed back in 1993. It says. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was born born in New Rochelle, New York. He was a New Yorker. (laughs) Ah, New Yorker. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Kettle, for the Hollywood Uh wrap-up. So I guess go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the world-famous Kiss It List. You know we got to hit the Kiss It List. So we'll be back with the Kiss It List, and you'll find out who made the Pajama Party Kiss It List this week on the Pajama Party What's your opinion? We want to know on the late night adult Pajama Party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. 
now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir. And now it's time for the world-famous Kiss It List. So, uh, Papa Didi, what's the Kiss It List? Red wine. don't know. Just so you know, red wine's only here tonight because we couldn't get a temp. Oh, uh, here we so. go. And nobody asked you that. I said, what is the Kiss It List? Kiss It List is the <laughs> list of people that uh, showed their butt behind you over the last few weeks. And it's a lot of people, you know. For one, I just wanted to put that whole House Republican Party because you know what's so sad, and he's drowned out so much. Uh, the brother that uh, took, uh, I forget her name, the one, who was the young lady who used to be figured out? Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, the brother that took her mm-hmm. place. What is his Mike name? Mike Johnson. Is that his name? No, no, the brother took her place. The Democrat that took her McCarthy? place. Oh. No, no, the brother, the black man. The black man that took oh. her place initially. Oh, shoot. I, yeah, I, I should have looked up my right references, now. but he is such an elegant brother. And he gets all the boots, too, whenever they boot. Yeah. I'll sign his name for you. He gets all Hakeem the boots. Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries. That brother is so smooth, but them Republicans do everything they can to drown his ass out. He gets up and speaks so elegant yeah, about all the shit that they have done through the years and all the crap they have put down, but they try mm-hmm. to drown him out. Yeah. And also want to put out all them, stand on the Republican Party with the people there, all the people that were standing behind that new Speaker of the House that told that black woman of ABC to shut up. There was a, a black uh, journalist who works for ABC. She works on a live TV. You know, when you go on the smart TV, the live TV, the free stuff that I I live off of, you know, because I can't afford all that fancy shit. So anyway, on, on, on uh, smart TVs, they have a live TV section, and ABC has, you know, round-the-clock news. And the young lady who does reporting from the Capitol building she, when they elected him as the new speaker, the guy, what's the name, Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson, yeah. Yeah. He said, she said, wasn't you one of the person that tried to stop the election? And all the people standing behind him in the podium screamed at her, shut up, shut up with that. Now, how the fuck are you going to tell a journalist but she was right. to shut up? No, it's not about her being right or wrong. When they saw her, all she, all they saw was black. The I'm fact that she was a black what she woman said was correct. Right, but um, yeah, but she was black. That's why they told her shut up. If she was a white woman, they wouldn't say that shit to her. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even talk like that. But they saw the black face. They don't even know. They probably don't even know her position. But to be a journalist in the Capitol, you have to have done your fucking homework. To be a journalist in the White House, you have to do your homework. So she's probably smarter than some of them motherfuckers. You judge a book by their cover because all you see is black. Fuck them all. Anyway, let's get back to the kissing list. You got uh, Larry Elder, your boy, so-called black conservative, kiss-ass oh, joker from Fox. You know, he bowed out of the presidential race, and now he's back in Trump again. Here's a black man that know his ass from a hole in the ground. Larry Elders. Oh, my God. He just thinks he's Mr. 
you know, Mr. I am like, boy, was I born the wrong race. And still backing Trump. Now, you got motherfuckers crying because they had to plead guilty for the shit in Georgia. And this month, how you still backing somebody that got other people crying because they pleading guilty? Ain't you motherfuckers watching TV? Apparently not. Damn! How you gonna remember your girl, Sydney? The, the lawyer? Oh, yeah. Sydney, whatever her name is. And then you got the other lawyer that was backing Trump. And then you got the other young white lady. Three of them over the last week all pleaded guilty to that Georgia shit. And that's helping the case out against Trump. Now, you watching people on TV pleading guilty and throwing their life on the fucking table, and you still backing this motherfucker? Are y'all watching TV? Anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene, your girl, okay, poor white trash, thinks she the shit with her jet blind ass hair. In my opinion, the titties don't match the look, okay? It is. You know, she got all this fabulous look like she thinks she's so blind haired and all, but when she stand up, she got the weirdest fucking shape and the smallest titties. titties don't stand. Your titties don't match the look. Anyway, that's my opinion. Okay, for claiming that she's being spied on uh, because her TV was turned on by itself. What the fuck? What a crazy bitch. That's <laughs> crazy. Anyway. Uh, you know she's crazy. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for being anti-COVID vaccine, even though... Uh, Florida's COVID cases are on the rise. And you got uh, Ricky Lynn McLaughlin, 24-year-old Missouri teacher, for sending new pictures to her 16-year-old student. But what is this? For propositioning for sex? Mm-hmm. While her husband oh, was out tried. of town. She's now facing 20 years in prison. She ain't going to do it because I tell you, females get a pass when they push up on boys. Well, but she's school. facing what time and Yeah, prison facing now. ain't in the fucking cell. So that's well, bullshit. we'll see. She'll plead out and get them on the sex offender list and probation. But this is an attractive white female mm-hmm. that sent nude pictures to a 16-year-old student. And so we'll see. Female teachers do it all the time, but it goes under the table. When a man well, do it, we'll see. it's a big deal. Anyway. Uh, women that agree with the with the uh, viral list of a uh, non-approach place to be taken on the first date. Yeah, know. let me say something about that. There's this list that's been going around on social media where some woman apparently put a list out and said these are the places that women don't want to be taken on a first date. And they listed like almost 20 different places. It was like church, bowling alleys. Uh, Chipotle, uh, uh, what's that place? Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's. They listed all these places that personally I don't have a problem with. Wait, what? Wait, and I'm say. like, why is it a problem for a first date to go to some place that's like in the middle, low end stuff? It's a first date. Why do you think somebody's going to drop a whole lot of money on you? If it's the first date, well, wait a minute. Well, let you me haven't say, warranted wait a minute. that. Let me, let me say this here. Let's take it back just a couple inches and say, you said this woman came out and said, where women, why didn't, why didn't she yes. say where I? She said women and well, a women, bunch of women, women agreed women, women. with it. Who the fuck is she speaking for? That's I the problem I said a today. bunch of women agreed a with it. A bunch of women that are, that are, they got no mind of their own. No, a bunch of yeah, women yes. agreed with it. Yes. And then... This, you're for quiet over here, a Kettle. Woman, a woman posted a video Kettle, of a man who took her to a cheesecake uh, factory. Well, Let me finish. Oh, 
A woman posted a video of a man taking her to a cheesecake factory on a first date. She refused to even get out the car when she saw it was Cheesecake Factory, and she was like, oh, no, you're not taking me to no right, Cheesecake well, that's, Factory. All right, well, let me say blah, this blah, here blah. again. All right, and then this back, whole thing take, just take back couple steps. That's that bitch's life. Okay, why are we always bashing in somebody else's life? Because I just told you that a lot of people Fuck have agreed a lot of people. with it, Who and you? I'm saying all right, let it's me a say bunch of bullcrap. Let me say this here. Casket, casket, you know what a casket is? I just said whoa, whoa, a bunch of women question. have disagreed you know what a casket with is? it, and I'm putting the Do you women. Know what a casket let me say is? what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm put putting my hand up. up. Yes, talk to the hand. Yeah, I'm okay. saying a bunch of women have disagreed <laughs> with this idiotic list, okay. and these women who right. agree with this bullcrap need to go sit there behind right. them. Do you know what a casket is? Can you answer my question now? So we gotta run out of time. All right, what? How do caskets come? In single fucking file, don't they? Yes. Thank you. You ever well, seen a dual point? casket? No. A twin casket? The point I'm you making, getting buried I don't by know yourself. the point you're making, but I'm saying that these women that are agreeing with this is a bunch of stupidity. Right, because you're getting lowered in the ground when you die by your I'm fucking self. I'm talking about first date. So stop agreeing with everybody. I don't know what caskets got to do with what? first date. Why are we Six even months. talking about it? I don't get it. We supposed to be putting because people on the picture Why are we even talking about... Because I'm putting, people. it's not even right. She giving it to me. Let's move on here. Because Let's I'm putting on. these You're agreeing with the hoe. Come on. Let's move on. I'm Stop trying to answer Kettle's question. I'm putting these women that agree with this list on the kiss it list. That's all okay. I'm saying. That's it. Okay. Let's roll. Okay. Let's keep right, rolling. Roll. Okay. All the Karens so that were called though. out this week, they're on the kiss it list. Uh, the two grown sons in Italy, they had to be kicked out of their mama's house by a judge. They're on the kiss it list. Uh, George Santos, he's been pleading not guilty to all the charges, that even though he knows he's guilty. And whoever's responsible for the whitewashing of wax statues of people of color, which, uh, what's his name, The Rock, just went through this week. I don't know if you saw it, but... They had to redo the Rock's uh, wax figure because they had him looking like a white man. And he was like, oh, hell to the no. And now they fixed it. So they made him look more brown because they had him looking like a white man. It was crazy. So mm-hmm. that was uh, the kiss it list. Kettle, do you have anybody else? Yeah, um, the lady I saw, the, the I hate this over race, but the white lady I saw behind a register trying to get a freaking receipt. <laughs> I said, okay. somebody black, we'd be on the floor. Security would come and get us, we'd be on the floor. The white lady, she had no merit of being behind that register, and uh, security wasn't doing jiggity jack. So security and the white lady behind the register. Okay, the white lady trying to get a receipt. Now the doing 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 too much. All right, we got yeah. something special for everybody on the kiss it list. And here's your prize. Kiss my empire.
All right, welcome back with John Part One, who's Papa Didi, and me with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. So, my darling. All right, it's time for the last word. Papa Didi, what's your last word? My last word is that people really need to stop listening to people out here. You need to be responsible for your own life. If you're making your own money, paying your own bills, taking care of your own business in this world, okay, you've got to let your mind be connected to your body and do your own thing. Stop letting your mind drift off on some Anything you hear from anybody, you need to run it back to your head first before you want to fuck around and agree with anybody or anything and see how it's going to affect you. You know, stop acting like, oh, yeah, we agree, we agree. Fuck that person that came up with the shit and look and see where their life is. Some people just sit back and want to do shit and create shit because they ain't got no life. If you got a life, stop fucking with lifeless people. That's my last word on that shit. Okay. Well, my last word is don't overstay. If somebody says you can hang for a minute, hang for a minute. When your time expires, roll out. Don't get to the point where people have to ask you and then tell you it's time for you to go. You know, when people invite you to something, stay for the invitation. Like those brothers uh, in Italy. That grown mother who was 75 years old had to get a court injunction to get her 40 and 42-year-old sons to get out of her house. People shouldn't have to live like that. I'm just saying, when it's time to go, it's time to go. When the party's over, it's over. Don't overstay your welcome. And that's my last word. Over to you, Kettle. What's your last word? My last word is white people stay from behind the damn counter. That's it. That's all. That's my last word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out with us tonight. And we appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for just uh, being a part of the Pajama Party Show. Uh, East Coast, West Coast, everywhere in between, we appreciate you. And we'll do it again next Friday night. We're going to say goodnight, and we're going to get up out of here. Papa Didi, say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Will Smith, kick Jada to the curb, please. All right, Kettle, say goodnight. Good night, white lady safe from behind the counter. <laughs> All right, and this is Red Wine saying when your time is up, your time is up. Get the freak out. When it's over, it's over. When the lights come on, roll out. That's it for the Pajama Party Show. We're out. Good night, everybody. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Put some of us today, grow and set day, grow and set day, put some of us today, party cool, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed, put some of us today, grow and set day.
Party cool, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed. Summer party. 